Thank you for listening to this episode of Project Podcast with Pixie. I want to invite you every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you have a podcast or want to start one, join the conversation. Follow me on Twitter, Pixie, at Next On Stage One. See you soon, guys. to make sure that podcasters have a way to openly discuss things that you may not have thought about. I am a currently a spicy content creator. My podcast is about adult entertainment industry. We talk about strippers. We have a lot of fun. There's a lot of shenanigans. There's a lot of F-bombs. But this right here is a deep discussion with other podcasters who are in this space to make sure that you can ask those questions. Maybe you need to your podcast out to a new audience. Maybe you need to learn how to market. Maybe you just need some help in the podcasting realm. The community is fantastic, and that's why you're all here. Today's topic, we're talking about spicy content. We haven't been able to talk about this on the Project Podcast. I basically, creating spicy content as a podcaster comes with its own rewards. Uh, I don't post nipples or booty holes or or anything on my page, even though that's what we talk about. We talk about spicy content. The reason why my Twitter space is kind of muted is only because I'm trying to market myself out to an audience that should be more understanding of what's going on. Strippers are not bad people. People in the adult industry are not bad people. Posting, when I first started, I sort of started with really spicy content because I thought that was going to bring them in. Well, I kind of failed. So I had to rethink of how I was posting my content out there to get it out to my listeners to build my audience. I changed it all around. I just started posting terrible memes. People sort of responded to that. I've met a lot of people. I've grown my audience. In here, I want to hear from you guys. Have you created any spicy, controversial content? And did it work out for your podcast? George, let's go with you. I firmly believe in putting out content that is uh, very spicy, very thought-provoking. And the aspect of it might not be sexual in its nature. However, it definitely, I've talked about gun control. I've talked about me being shot. I've talked about me selling drugs back in the day. I've talked about me going to jail. I've had people who have been sex trafficked. So I, I do my best to really, really push the line or, or, or the envelope, however you want to say that, to make people fucking think. And I might not always present it with such politi- politically correct motives. But I just don't give a fuck because I'm like, we have to bring certain things to the forefront. That's my spicy input, if you will. So let me ask you this, George. How often do you create spicy content for your podcast? Yeah, I would say at least twice a week. Every Thursday, definitely at 9 p.m. We'll talk about things that are so spicy. It can be racial tensions. It can be it, it could be sex. I mean, we've definitely taken it there. So I, I try to at least do at least twice a week. Okay. Do you, 
Do you ever feel like there's stuff that you won't touch because it's too spicy? I definitely feel that way. There are some issues I, I won't touch. I don't think what won't I really touch? Shit, maybe maybe there aren't any issues I don't touch. Yeah, actually, there aren't any issues. I I feel like as a host, I'm able to really keep control and not let things spiral out of control. So there really isn't anything that is taboo. I mean, that's the point of of the acronym Crow for the Crow Show, candidly right or wrong. So yeah, actually, there isn't anything that I I won't touch. I hope Sorry I didn't scare that. you away. No, <laughs> You're I like I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of cool. So let me ask you guys, all of you guys, everybody that's a speaker, you know, what happens when you, there's a line of spicy that you don't want to cross? Do you go right up to the edge and then just leave it there? Does, does creating more spicy content, do you think that that would drive away your listeners if it's too spicy, taboo spicy? No, me neither. I mean, my things are films and soundtracks and all of that, so I I try to stay away from most spicy content in a way, unless it's something that's uh, really like specific to the topic we're talking about. And then we um, just discuss the themes in a way which fit. Uh, the, the show, the podcast, whatever we are doing. So have you ever engaged in drama for, well, for what you do on your podcast? You know, let's take the World of Warcraft um, spicy, you know, content that just came out a couple of weeks ago. I mean, that's pretty spicy when you think about everything that the company's going through, everything that the women were going through, every, basically what they decided as a company that they were going to talk about. It Does that spicy content bring in new listeners or is it just the shock value good question i think it i think it could be both like some people coming for a shock value and some people who are hoping for a serious conversation about these issues we actually just tackled some of that subject matter a couple of times over the last few weeks and how did you world world one how did your listeners bond uh the one or two people that I know of that reached out to me after listening said they appreciated the conversation and the content. You know, we, we kind of touched on a couple of subjects. The, the most recent one from last week's episode was actually looking at whether or not media and journalism actually have any responsibility or culpability in that situation for having allowed it to fester up to and including responsibility for the woman who died as a result of what was happening at Activision Blizzard. Frankly, like I said, the the little bit of response that I did get said that, you know, they appreciated the conversation and that it was it was well worth a listen and going in. I had no qualms about digging deep and going, yeah, no, there's there's a responsibility there where there's at this point, honestly, multiple industries that have blood on their hands. Now, did you have to do anything like make it into a, another sort of a deep dive on its own, or did it get wrapped into the show? Uh, the back half of our show is actually a dedicated deep dive section every episode anyways, so that was the slotted topic for the week. How did your listeners respond to having such spicy content? Like I said, it's it's one of the few instances where I actually got really any feedback at all because we typically don't hear much of anything from the handful of listeners that we do have. 
there were a couple of people that left a few comments, which is absurdly rare for us, actually, that said that, you know, they appreciated hearing the conversation and the content, but nobody seemed particularly abject to the subject matter and the direction that we took it. Now, you took it as a more of an informative, right? You you wanted a deep dive, you wanted the facts. Is that how you guys presented it? Deep dive, yes. It, it wasn't exactly a fact-finding mission by any means. It was more a... if it Pitch was forks a, and fire? Not even that <laughs> so much. At least not, not intentionally by any means, but... Like, if it was a written piece, it would probably be considered an editorial, if anything else, or an opinion piece, but, or, or somewhere between an editorial and an opinion piece, if, if anything. Okay, that's interesting. <clears throat> you know, because we, we all kind of, sometimes we just react, right? A lot of, a lot of the, the what's going on in media right now is either a react something that happened and it's like a shock thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, this hurt that. So it's kind of interesting to just to be able to discuss it and sit down. Some people just come at with with just facts. So that's it's neat to like to be able to talk to other podcasters and see how they develop their spicy content. It was honestly one of the few times over the five year history of our show where I actually got very heated and upset just because some of what spurred the conversation in the first place. I had been sitting on for about two weeks and I did not realize until we got into it how much some of it had been bothering and upsetting me in the first place. And with this spicy content that did come out about everything, has it changed your opinion about the company? Not really, honestly, because I didn't. And that's the big piece is that it didn't just come out. This was like the Harvey Weinstein of the gaming industry. This was a known thing for like a decade. And so it, it was stuff that I was already well aware of. So there, there wasn't really much of an opinion that I, a decent opinion that I had of them left to change or influence. Very interesting. Lace? Lasse. Lasse? Yeah, good enough. The thing with World of Warcraft team was, I'm, I'm not a gamer, I'm not a scene or anything like that so this this coming out I, I i don't like at this point in time which is funny i i'm not shocked by anything anymore like whenever something dark and spicy so to speak comes out i pretty much take it as part for a course now because i pretty much have accepted that oh okay i guess everybody's awful who works in those industries and of course for anybody <laughs> but there are, there are of course decent people out there in the world I'm, I'm not shocked anymore by anything. I was just also surprised, oh yeah, this was a known thing, so okay, so all of those uh, people who knew about it um, are either like, I don't know, were bored or intimidated or are also just uh, scumbags in disguise, whatever. So I, I, so, so I can't really say I, I was surprised, uh, like, considering what, what is going on in the gaming scene in general. It's, it's kind of interesting how, like, people out and what what actually like how how awful how deep it all reached, and it wasn't it wasn't anything I could fit into one of my shows. Uh, I was certainly um, I was certainly taking part in some conversations. I was one of the guys who was like, yeah, whatever. It's not like it's 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 nothing. Nothing can shock me anymore nowadays. There's still things that shock me, like the Wayfair. Uh, does everybody remember that where allegedly you could buy? I'm saying allegedly with quotations in my up around what I'm saying. You could allegedly pick name furniture 
I mean, that that was kind of, to me as a person, that was kind of shocking. But it's not something that I could have put into my podcast because it didn't fit in my podcast. Go on, nerd. <laughs> oh, no, no, I was just, yeah, the Wayfair thing was stunningly absurd in a weird way, a little humorous, horrible subject matter, funny. Okay, that's it. <laughs> well, there's still the memes that go around when you see your name on Wayfair. You're like, oh, snap. <laughs> but I, picking up stories like that that are spicy, you kind of have to hit them when they trend, or then you're just you're just chasing the media. There's a lot of podcasts out there that just do news and current events, and they're just looking to be shock jocks. Now, most of you guys here in this room aren't shock jocks. Most of you guys don't post spicy content all of the time. So it's kind of interesting like to hear and talk to you guys about what's going on. Cinematic Sound, I know that you've been in the industry for a long, long time. What kind of spicy stuff have you come across? Yeah, you, you, you think that the, the, the film music show well, wouldn't have anything spicy, and, and we don't really. Although we are trying to do a, uh, a porn music uh, program, but I won't be doing that. I'm handing it off to somebody else. However, it's funny that you say that none of us um, are shock jocks, but I did. Well, I'm not a shock jock. <laughs> well, I did my best to be one. <laughs> <laughs> um, back in 2005, 2006, in around that area when podcasting was new, I was working at a company called uh, Beer.com, and we really had nothing to do with beer. The site was essentially a, a kind of a Maxim site, a digital men's magazine. And what we created was the Beer.com podcast, which was based on Howard Stern's type of programming. And so what we did is that we had, you know, bits here and there. We had other hosts. We talked about, we talked about beer. We talked about sex a lot. And we just kind of had fun. It was just like a bunch of guys in the locker room chatting, which probably wouldn't fly today. A lot of the content is a little um, iffy. <laughs> As I listen back to it, some of it is actually really, really hilarious. But yeah, I did my best to be the Howard Stern in podcasting. And you know what? We actually were very, very popular. The show was number one overall in uh, Sweden and New Zealand. And the show actually was banned, even the website, all across the Middle East. So... One of the biggest things that we did was, and that was controversial and spicy, and we had no idea what was going to happen at the time, was that we interviewed this girl, and it was for a segment called Talking with Hot Chicks, and we had our female co-host, and she would interview God knows who, porn stars, we had maybe five or six of, uh, what the hell is that game show with the briefcases, with the, oh, I can't uh, what's his name? With yeah, yeah, down. yeah. So we had about five of those. Deal or, deal no, or no deal. deal. So we had five of those models on the show. But then, you know, we'd have like porn stars or models or whatever. And then we had this girl named Katie Spades come on. And she started talking about spanking and that whole kind of community. And what f happened after that episode went live is that the entire uh, quote unquote spanking industry was up in arms at Katie because she was a fake spanker. And so we had a couple of people come on on episode two and talk about the 
real spanking community or whatever. And then on episode three, we had that couple and Katie come on and have a debate about spanking and about faking it and this and that. So it turned out to be this whole three episode arc on spanking, the controversy behind it, and whether you're a real spanker or not. And it's, I swear to God, it was somewhere where I never thought the show would go. And it was a lot of fun. We did it for about a year and a half before, um, the company went under but the show was so much fun and and that was a total different side of my personality compared to what you would hear on my uh on my current podcast is there a link and can i listen to that show (laughs) there is no link but you know what i will dm you one of the uh final episodes and you can tell me whether it is uh spicy or whether i was yeah yeah you can have a listen to the last two episodes they're really a lot of fun i'll I'll share them with you i just the show is gone the hosting server is gone yeah we um we had a really really good time like we used to visit the everything to do with sex show in toronto we talked with if anybody's knows her she's a real famous canadian porn star her name is nikki benz and she was so kind so funny, so great. We we talked with her live at the show, and then kind of ramped up from from there. And we were we were killing it. Thousands upon thousands of listeners were tuning in. I and I really wish it didn't end because we had something really special there. Uh, Leslie, you you have your hand up. Yeah, I just wanted to say now I I, I want you to have as a guest on my show even more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can talk. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk spanking on your sound. Absolutely. Like, what what type of music do you like to spank to? <laughs> <laughs> I usually you keep it with the beat. <laughs> usually, like Danny Elfman fits really well. La, 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 la. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't consider myself a shock a shock jock. I I just I just consider myself a an entertainer who who just happens to enjoy beautiful women and talking terrible stories. So for me, it's it's not really shocking because I'm still trying to get normal people to listen to my podcast. So I'm not quite as shocking as I could be. Yeah, I don't think there's anything truly like shocking anymore. I mean, I think we've all seen it, but um, at the time of, of let's say a Howard Stern, you know that that sort of stuff you weren't hearing on the radio ever, and and since again the Beer.com podcast was was new in the podcasting world, I mean we were just starting up when it kind of hit. There wasn't anything like it before, and I never really considered myself like you know say shock jock, but I mean we were trying to we were trying to talk about stuff that people weren't normally talking about on podcasts. And again, modeling it after Howard Stern, that's what we were doing. I don't think we were doing anything particularly shocking, but as I said, that whole spanking thing was 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 uh, was a little new to us. So exploring that was actually quite interesting. But I don't think you're a shock jock, and I don't think anybody is a shock jock anymore. I, I you nailed it really there because nowadays everything is so accessible, and everything has been uh, kind of like neutered down as a as an effect of that, like like. We live in a world like post something like Fifty Shades of Grey being popular, and um, and like like I don't know like, like people flocking into screenings of Human Centipede and all of that. Like nothing, nothing really nowadays that comes out or as a topic 
is really something that's like, especially in terms of like sexual themes, there's something that people would consider taboo or anything. Like, I mean, like with, with like vivid listeners to shows like My Dad Wrote a Porno, which is hilarious, by the way. Go check the podcast out. It's really funny. It's 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 really like like it's really hard to actually shock somebody anymore with a specific. You have to really nail a really specific topic in order to do that. And also, like in terms of like what movies and TV shows make fun of anymore. Also, in in the times we live, where you have like those like a poverty porn programmings and TV and just like stuff like Big Brother and just people going at it and punching each other and yelling at each other constantly. It's it's just we have been so desensitized to pretty much everything. Hmm. Well, let me ask you guys this question. When you go so far into what what you think is the line of spicy content for your podcast, whether whether it be tame, like just dropping simple... Uh, I know that there's a lot of people who won't listen to a podcast that uses colorful language. I mean... How far do you go? Do you, when you get to that line of that this is the most extreme content you can come out with, do you ever go past that? Or is that the new, that is the new line? Uh, whenever I can, I go past the established line. Uh, because I, I am, I am a oh. fan of colorful language and all of that. So, so when it, when it still fit uh, the topic and when it still fits in terms of like we want to reach this and that audience, and or if there's like somebody, yeah, this 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 um this is gonna be edited later and all of that. I'm I'm still trying to sneak in a curse word every now and then or like some a dirty joke or something. That's that's just something I do in every situation. That's just my personality, and I'm just yeah, just just trying to bring that across. <laughs> all right, great, yeah. We, um, you know, all words are allowed. We just, we don't like to use them frivolously. I think if you if you hear it too much, you know, if somebody keeps dropping an F and this, F and, F and then I F and, and I F and F and that, it gets really distracting and kind of like, like, okay, I'm talking to a middle schooler. But there are no verboten words, you know. That's that's how we do our operation. I really appreciate, like, the free form of language that you should be allowed to say and Say whatever you want on your podcast, and people have the right, if they don't like it, just to turn it off. Fuck yeah. One of my favorite tidbits from years ago, we had a guest on. We were chatting in, uh, in pre-recording. He dropped an F-bomb, and he's like, oh, wait, shit, can, can I swear on this podcast? And the immediate response was, fuck yeah. We clipped that bit and tossed it in for pre-roll for that episode. Forever makes me giggle. Oh. Such a good conversation, you guys. When you create spicy content for your podcast, do you think your listeners enjoy it? Do you think it turns them off? I know that I get unfollowed all day long by people if I post up some a meme that is too spicy on Twitter. I just have to say that I feel like such a prude because I'm the most PG cuss out there and I don't have any content whatsoever. But I think it also has to do with the fact that my content itself is tends to be very serious. I focus mostly on um, African politics and stuff. I think I, I try really hard to get the message across that I end up, you know, not thinking about trying to be spicy. I feel like the content itself in its own way can get a little spicy, you know, when you see headlines and all of that. So I try to kind of get to the core of myself. 
maybe that's the reasoning but i am still new at this whole podcasting thing so i'm still trying to find my footing but i think trying to go spicy may turn a few people off because also where i come from is a lot of very conservative so if i were to try to go that route i know for sure that i'd lose a whole bunch of the people who already listen to me so i won't try something that i know will not work for what i'm trying to do you should never change who you are in the base of yourself just to shock somebody to get new. your podcast does not have to follow the current trends it is your own thing i was gonna say that doesn't make you prudish at all <laughs> yeah i'm glad to hear that it just i think no it doesn't make you prudish <laughs> yeah I think it, just, it, may, it makes you know your boundaries yeah well that and you know how to produce content that you know maintains a tone appropriate for what you're talking about and fits your subject matter and your content. A hundred percent. I totally agree. Um, I try to, I don't really try to shy away from spicy content. I just try to put it into the perspective of like, like me. So that's why I do like solo episodes where it's kind of just me talking. Um, for example, like I have a pretty spicy topic coming up this week and the next couple of weeks it's about abortion and so that can be a pretty hot button but i try to like just keep it centered around me and not really bring in like the political stuff i try really hard to just keep it like this was my experience with certain subjects rather than so like kind of trying to tone down the spiciness i don't know if that makes sense but like just really having it pertain like my experience strength and hope with it not necessarily like the spicy like not let's not make it hot button let's just talk about like the reality and like your relationship with whatever it is at this moment and let's try to just explore those thoughts and feelings not really worry about what everybody else is doing so that's sort of how i do no i completely agree i mean we don't have to do shock value for our spicy content we can be re relevant and bring a level and i think sometimes sometimes the spicy content just needs somebody to go hey this is what's going on and this is how i feel about it without dragging other people down or trying to incur the wrath of the thinking community you know those kind of things i I really appreciate that. And I'm going to have to tune in because I love your show. So thank you. How's it going, BHA? BHH. <laughs> oh, yeah. Podcast. Yeah. Hey, hi, guys. Uh, nice to participate in this. Um, you know, we actually had this issue come up with our most recent episode. We we got we set up TikTok uh, actually yesterday. And the first video that we posted was a clip from our show. And, and our show is a comedy show that does, um, we do lightning round questions and they're sort of random questions with, with our guests that are meant to get quick answers. And some of the questions are somewhat strange off the wall. And my co-host asked a question of the guest. Um, if you have a citrus tree, what do you, what can you do to protect the tree from the lemon stealing whores? And which was a reference to a meme that I wasn't aware of, but we our, our comedian guest uh kind of ran with it and made, made a bunch of jokes and it was it was it had nothing really to do with the word the word horror it was more the, the inapplicability of it to the situation made it funny but it was really had nothing to do with that word but when we posted the clip on tiktok we got into a discussion of whether or not just the use of that word in that clip was enough to talk whether we needed to 
edit a sort of self-censor? Is that something that we could post or were we going to, you know, was TikTok going to react to it in a negative way? And our, our show, you know, we let our guests say whatever they want to say and we don't want to limit them. So some of our guests are, are clean, uh, some aren't. It's up to them. We, we just had this very debate and I know it's maybe different in terms of what you're saying with spicy content, but it is sometimes we do have things come up that we have to decide how far down the line are we willing to go, especially as a comedy podcast, as opposed to a podcast that may be dealing with more spicy content on a regular basis. Oh, I remember something now in terms of uh, spicy content. I was um, a few uh, months ago, I was a guest on a film brain podcast where we talked about Zack Snyder's just every typical for me being on a film podcast and everything. And there, of course, we um, talked about the controversy of like Snyder's reason to leave, and um, we, we didn't really get into the, the conspiracy theory of um, did the studio just use the death of his daughter as a front to, I mean, of, of course, his daughter died, and that was really tragic and all of that, but we, um, we weren't talking about uh, the, the conspiracy theory of um, the, she basically di- dying like um, unrelated, and then the studio using that as a front to say, oh yeah, he left because of that, when in reality they fired him way before that, or whatever. But we were talking about the controversy of like what was Joe Sweden's mindset, and nowadays we, we know what is going on with Joe Sweden actually. There's, there are a lot of problems, definitely, and people are seeing all of that stuff now in a different light. So we were definitely talking about like uh, some of those issues and backstabbing behind the scenes and what person wanted what power and all of that. And that certainly got people talking and the comments on, on YouTube. And certainly some, some people had some um, strong words to say about that. And even like, um, and we were talking about like um, some things not working for, for us. Like I was, I was, we were four in the podcast and I was the only person who actually said I didn't like Zack Snyder's Justice League and the other three were much more positive. And then uh, all four of us were like called a bunch of haters in one of the comments and I commented like, yeah, yeah, three of those haters gave the movie a positive review, called me a hater, I don't care. But actually, listen, probably, you know. But so so we were definitely like talking about some, some mildly spicy things in terms of like what was the mindset of the filmmakers, what were people trying to do, what was actually Joss Whedon's attitude because he junked so much stuff that actually kind of worked in the original cut and just reshot it in an inferior way and we didn't quite know why. And all of that. So that that certainly got people talking. And of course, I think much much more if instead if he just instead talked about some other movie or in a in a in a different uh, way or whatever. But it was a pretty long podcast. It was a really nice conversation, and we were certainly fair. Like, even though I didn't like the movie, I was fair about it. And um, I don't know. It, but, but that was certainly some more kind of leaning on some like controversial themes, at least for some people. Whether you're talking about your uh, citrus tree or you're talking about the new current movie, spicy content can be different for each podcast, right, guys? Sometimes what's spicy for me, you know, being, well, I'm, ba- I'm basically a vanilla stripper, but that content that I put in my podcast for me is not spicy. Once in a while, we'll do a deep dive on a spicy topic to myself. You know, um, child trafficking, that's a spicy topic in my show. Sometimes we go there and sometimes we don't. So, I mean, it can it can vary between podcasts. Go ahead, Cinematic Sound. 
Yeah, I just want to go back to Bogcast's issue. And Pixie, I'd like to hear your uh, thoughts on this. And I think everybody else's thoughts as well. But I mean, there is there a line that a comedy can never cross? Like, I always find that anytime I see a stand-up comedian, you know, Chappelle, for instance, I think they can pretty much get away with whatever they want because it's in the context of comedy. And I'm not sure whether that's right or wrong, but I really have no problem with someone making fun of somebody in the audience or or coming up with something controversial to say on the stage because it's comedy. And I don't think the podcast should censor themselves. I think the joke was hilarious. Um, you know, as you said it, I was just roaring here in my office. So, but I'm just wondering also whether the word, you know, I like said poor, will that affect different people? I mean, I didn't see it as you, I guess, calling somebody a whore. I just saw it as the, you know, the lemon tree whores, which was just something in its in of itself and not necessarily controversial. But I, I think it's an interesting topic. And I mean, this might be derailing the conversation, but I'm just kind of wondering where people stand on comedy and controversial statements within comedy uh, yeah that's always context is the key i would love it we'll kind of do a round robin on this question i mean it's a great question yeah, right I, I, I push the envelope big time using comedy like for example i make a joke i say you know the devil's a black man because that didn't get my everybody so like i make jokes like that and some people will laugh like damn he's pretty but you know what? I like to poke fun, and I'll use humor to to kind of overstep and, and make fun of shit. But you, it's funny, so I definitely agree. With you. If, if, if you can use humor to uh, kind of uh, overstep boundaries or cross boundaries, better yet, shit, why not? That's my take on it. Why not? And hopefully, I didn't offend anyone by by that joke, but. Even if I did, I mean, smoke a joint and relax. That's my mindset. In comedy, do you, do you think as comedians that they basically get a pass and that we should be allowed to say what we want, whether it does offend somebody's ear holder? Yeah, I think that, um, one, I mean, if you're going to say a, con um, a context and like trying to watch out where you say what, like, like the internet. Like I, I don't I don't care in, in terms of like like who who listens or whatever. Like I, I of course I know my boundaries, but it's like when I when I curse and somebody hears and some random person hears it on the internet, I don't give a fuck. Like let them like, like let them be offended, whatever. Then don't go don't go on the internet if you're offended by strong language. But there was like one situation, a, a friend of my uh, family um, had uh, had this coming out uh, pretty late. Like he was already a grown man and. Um, uh, we were invited to a dinner, and I was coming along, and my <laughs> and my and, and my mother said, "Now listen, his mother is present, and it's pretty it's it's pretty new to her that her son is gay. So please don't make any gay jokes." And I'm like, "Okay, fine. Like, of course I won't." And then of course, like I was I, I was I was uh, keeping quiet because we know we know a lot of uh, gay people. We have a lot of gay friends in the family. And uh, of course, like sometimes I tend to make some some raunchy jokes, but in that situation, of course, I wouldn't have done that anyways. But my mother still, uh, just in case, told me so. So yeah, it it depends on 
uh, like most smart people who are on the, of course not every people on the internet is smart, but most people who are smart they know where to say what basically. And of course, like I know that when I like when it's Sunday and I happen to go to church, I know that in front of the church I probably shouldn't make like raunchy jokes to anybody I come across and whatever all of that. And uh, of course, like there are boundaries in school or what you tell teachers or what kind of jokes you can tell your parents, blah, blah, blah. And um, that's it, like, in terms of context, like, also, like, when people go to comedy shows of a comedian they haven't probably seen before, and maybe they would be peeved off when um, uh, there would be, like, oh, he curses, oh, no, but it's, like, you know, that should kind of be a given, and, but, but, in, in just in case to make sure, they just, just, should put just warning signs, you know, just like they do in cinemas when it's like, by the way, this has like strobe light effects or whatever, um, for people who are concerned about that type of stuff. But it's it, it's just in terms of in terms of like spicy language, a curse word a day, those are just words, and words can be powerful, of course. But a swear word is just a swear word because once, once in the past, uh, people gave that word this meaning. And uh, when you use a word very often, this was a topic uh, somebody said before, uh, it loses every meaning. And so when I write scripts for shows or when I write like actually like screenplays or whatever, I'm trying to be sparse with certain swear words because you can only use it so much before it becomes irritating or boring. For me, I have a very twisted sense of humor. So some of my humor, it shouldn't be funny, but but it really is. And I, I think there's, as comedians or as podcasters or people that are creating spicy content, I think you have to kind of like, well, know your time and place. But also, if you feel like your podcast is going to be spicy, you can throw up a trigger warning. I, I throw it up all the time. I, I tell people this is a my podcast for people 18 and older and you know, you're going to hear something that you may not agree with. And you have you have every right to leave if you want to. I'm not going to hold you here to listen to my podcast like I'm waterboarding somebody, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we go to comedians to hear sort of truth, right? They, even though they're, that they're talking and they're, they're kind of formulating these funny questions and stuff there's a lot of truth behind comedy oh absolutely yeah yeah it's, it's, it's sometimes the only way you can actually really cope with the truth when you um wrap it up uh, nicely in a joke uh, that's 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 a power that can be the power of comedy but also uh, comedy can be a great way to um discuss a certain topic and still have um have your way with it, or maybe even rob it of its power. Like, I think, like, the, the recent movie, Jojo Rabbit, was a wonderful example of that, where it tackles a very, very uh, serious issue, which which is still a problem nowadays, but it, it tackles something, a, a big, uh, like, something historical, which really happened, but it tells it to a, uh, through a certain lens, where it is uh, accessible still, where you still have a certain levity, but it still doesn't shine away from the true horrors. But it does it in a way where it's uh, it's absolutely wonderful. It's a pretty unique, and it doesn't yeah it doesn't shy away from the seriousness. And I think that's 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 a power of comedy. And also 
the way it actually makes fun of the real evil that was going on. It, it robs the evil of some of its power. Humor is uh, a great, great tool to do something like this. Like, that's the only way you can really tackle that kind of stuff. Make fun of the stuff. Like, rob it of its awful power. Don't celebrate it in any way, even though you want to, you want to show, oh, that was the, the power they had, blah, blah, blah. Make fun of it. Like, like when they, when they are, uh, like, uh, Heil Hitlering in that scene, like, over and over and over again. Like, that's funny. And that's because it's so absurd. It's, it's drove, it's driven up to absurdity. And that's, um, that's the reason why that movie works so well and why it's so accessible and also why it's um, it's it's a perfect example of actually humor tackling serious issues uh, not uh, taking them lightly um, but but still having that, that like that safety net in a way so Bach, if you came back as speaker can we hear you now is that any better so much okay. better <laughs> sorry um, yeah so what I was saying is that uh, for us, you know, it comes down to uh, if we have controversial or or maybe racy, we have to decide, do we think the joke's worth it? And so with the lemon-stealing horrors, for example, we to go out, it doesn't go out, regardless of what the other two want. This one, you know, we thought, I thought it was funny. I didn't think that the use of the term horror was offensive. Uh, you know, we're still dealing with that. You know, it, but if joke's not good, it's not you know, you gotta. If it's going to be controversial, if you're going to make a a joke about a, a you know really difficult subject, they're this new audio, and sometimes Twitter spaces don't really you don't really connect very well, <laughs> and anything can go wrong in a Twitter space. Sometimes connection issues happen. Sometimes people's microphones. Um, for those of you that don't know uh, about Twitter spaces. They they can be very touchy at this moment because they're still this is still a new audio background for Twitter that we just haven't been through. So just be patient with it. Just kind of laugh it off when it happens. Don't worry too much about it. But it's but it is fun to be able to contact and meet other podcasters in this space. Oh yeah, sure. It's it's it, it sucks when because I am also part of a very family friendly podcast. It's a nice Christmas podcast where we um, are trying to be accessible through like the family audience because it's such a warm and friendly theme and all of that. And so there's like this rule, where it's especially like by my co-host, he edits the shows. And once I I said shit and he just censored it, but and, and said something jokingly about it. And so we were like, okay, that's fine. And there was like one uh, one instance where I was asking, can I can I repeat that raunchy joke I said during the screening? And he said, yeah, maybe not. Because uh, we were watching The Grinch, the 2000 Ron Howard, The Grinch. And there's that scene where he um, like gets his head uh, punched with uh, by like those huge symbols by that big monkey. Like for no, for no reason at all. And I was like, while we were watching the movie in preparation, making notes, I was making a joke. It was kind of like, this is what gets me off. And uh, he was yelling. And uh, then I was asking during this doing the recording, can I repeat that? He said, yeah, let's maybe not. And probably, like, it, it wasn't all that funny, but it was funny. <laughs> but uh, that is one of the examples where I just have to, uh, where I just have to uh, keep myself, uh, which is a real shame, because I just like uh, talking however I like. But uh, I, I get it, I get it. When you do that kind of show, it's 
it's natural to keep that sort of stuff away. Yeah, my main podcast, we curse like sailors. On my my project project podcast, this one, I I'm more of a business professional. And then on my third podcast, where we talk about comic books, there might we kind of tried to limit ourselves to one curse word each, but my co-host sometimes it's really hard to rein him in. Uh, guys, uh, how many of you have seen the Aristocrat? Um, the Cat Show. No, I've seen it. The movie with the comedians, yes, it's um, oh, it's wonderful. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the thing. It's like you know, you don't you don't want to really limit yourself uh, because you, you kind of go with the flow. Like, and I, I understand that it depends on what the content of the podcast is. But if you have uh, who who said it uh, that that laughter is like uh, is like scratching a nature of the soul or something like that, you know, whatever, but... I create different podcasts for the different types of content. So with my, my main podcast, it's all about strippers. I'm, we try not to do too much pop culture in it because it doesn't really fill the content of the show. Sometimes it can slide in, and it can work really well, but it has to be perfectly timed. Uh, cinematic sound, you had your hand up. I Sorry, I over-talk everybody. No, 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 I accidentally hit the hand thing. I, I meant to wave that right. I started that. <laughs> anyway, continue. Speaking speaking of Pixie, what was like the funniest stripper name you've ever come across? The funniest? I, so we've had three girls, three different girls, with the name of Thalany. Like, Felony, but Felony is their stripper name, and I, and in the club, it's it's really it's one of those things where you try to to help other people. You know, can you think of a different name than that? Can you think of a different way to spin that? Can you think of a better way to project yourself and the the thing that you're trying to do? So. <laughs> You kind of have to think about the time and the place because that also matters, especially whether you're you're spicy content creator or you're just talking. Well, anything could be spicy depending on what kind of podcast you're hosting. You know, I want to I want to add on to that. Go that for it. Sometimes George. some people use humor when they're uncomfortable, and you'll fuck the shit up because every joke really is funny. If you're not a humorous person, leave that shit alone. Because I've seen people where they feel like they're boxed in the corner, and next thing you know, they're saying some some uncomfortable in their mind is funny as fuck. That's not. So I think you you have to really really know how to use humor in the right context, and not really worry about offending someone because that that's really all it is. If someone takes it and gets offended, that's their problem. But like if you're really, really trying to gonna get yourself out of a jam using humor and you're not good at doing that shit. No, I completely agree. What about you guys? Chasing Armor, you've been really quiet this whole time. Yes, uh well one one I didn't <laughs> I wasn't quite sure how my reception was going to be, so I didn't wanna go robot on you and let me know if I do. Also I have a what's essentially a PG thirteen podcast. 
So I, I, my daughter is on the show and another person's daughter. So it was never a question if we were going to have spicy content. But a lot of, but you know, like you said, it depends on what you're doing. I mean, I last episode, I described a person getting ripped in half. And because we're in America, that's fine. But, you know, if I describe boobs, then it would be an X-rated podcast. Uh, so these things are, are very, very situational. And it just depends on, on what you're going for. I mean, getting ripped in half. Oh, shit, I could look at that and think some shit too now. You know? <laughs> so you're kind of walking a fine line there too, in my Well, it's a, it's a Dungeons & Dragons podcast, so it's oh, all, that's different. you know, theater of the mind. <laughs> that's, that's and, you know. Now I feel like the sick. Yeah, yeah. This is, I'm I feel not, like the sick yeah. bastard right now. Context matters, yeah. guys. Context matters. <laughs> yes, Thanks. and I, I usually open with that. I, I know. I feel. I feel so like nerdy, but now nasty. You know, it's like I love Dungeons and Dragons growing up, but now, <laughs> now I feel stupid as hell trying to turn that that ripping in half to something else. So thanks a lot, my friend. <laughs> You're welcome. This is not a spicy nightlife Twitter space, Scorch. Get your head I know, out of the right? Come on. I'm smoking a dude. My bad. <laughs> Midlife podcast. You guys are quite as well. What do you have to add to this? Do you guys do any spicy content? Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm a solo gig, so it's just me. And by the way, um, I'm trying out all these new spaces, trying to learn from all of uh, the great podcasters out here. So. Uh, my name's Jay, so if you see Midlife Podcast Show, I'm Jay, so you can call me by my name. I agree with with most of what everybody's saying. I think the hard thing, like for me and my show, it's more platform for the middle-aged crowd. I'm 45, and it's more inspirational. It's more uh, motivational in sharing my story and others like me and getting that out to to inspire people never to give up right so like i'm being interviewed tonight on another podcast and uh like the cursing thing it's gonna be a serious podcast about me and my life as being abused as a child and beaten as a child and my drug addictions and coming back uh and getting my life straight so you know that that right there there's not going to be a lot of cussing and stuff uh, personally, uh, I like comedy, uh, as you can tell by what I just said. And by the way, I'm straight up. You be you, right? I am me. You try to be somebody else, it's always going to fail. So be, don't be afraid to just throw yourself out there. I've learned that my whole life. So having said that, comedy uh, will get you through a lot of crap. And I, I personally have been through a lot. I'm not trying to make this, you know, more deep uh, space. And I apologize. The comedy's great. What we have a problem with today is the offense culture. And it, everybody's offended by a joke. It's like Torch said, if he says something about, you know, um, is it okay because from his picture, he looks like he's a, he's a black male. Is he the only one that can say that? Or can a white comic say something about that? And I think uh, comedy's comedy, and it's a great thing that no matter what your belief system is, what you're going through, what's in your pocketbook, you can all laugh. And uh, that can bring the world together, in my my humble opinion. So, other than Chappelle, unless y'all can clue me in on this new comics, 
I was listening to Red Fox the other day, and man, I mean, just straight up fire uh, with Red Fox, and I was in stitches. Guys like that, you know, you don't see that anymore. So, as a comedy thing, and you know, I think we need more of that, especially at this time. We we need to be able to laugh at each other and laugh at ourselves. Uh, it does a bit of good. The spicy thing, like I said, my stuff's not spicy. It can be in the context of if I'm sharing my story because it was jacked up from the floor up, but I made something I'm proud of it, and I wanted to pay it forward. So anyway, I'm Jay. Uh, thanks for letting me uh, listen in today. Hey, Jay. Jay, you're yeah, awesome. You're fucking awesome, bro, and, and I definitely agree with you. Um, I, I, I have my, my white brothers who I'm like, yo, you can – and I'm probably going to take some shit for this, but it is what it is. But I tell them, I'm like, yo, you, you, you get the pass around me. You know, there's, I think a word only has power to let it. So, um, you know what I'm saying? I, I like that you brought that point up because that is a sort of a uh, a topic of discussion when it comes to that word. Like, you know, how, how come blacks and Latinos can use that word, but then, you know, our white brothers and or white sisters as well can. And I get it, you know, that it's such a fine line. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and I agree with that. You know, like comedy, if it offends somebody, it's like, it's not meant to. It's really, there's truth in humor. So people use humor to really say, okay, here's my way of, of, of being empathetic. And then trying to make, make light of a situation, though it still may be a bit heavy. But, you know, worrying about shit, though, don't really solve the problem. There's no solution when you just fucking sit around and worry. So I think once you get to laughing and you get to the smiling and your spirits are lifted, you start to find that solution to whatever the, the stressor may be. So I'm glad you said that, brother. And and I'm I'm following you. And as far as it becomes, when it comes to Red Fox type of comedy, you fuck around and follow me long enough, catch me in some of these spaces, I'm a funny motherfucker. I'm a true Chicago. I'm a funny motherfucker. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <just> funny. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Okay, Cinematic Sound, you have your hand up first, and then we'll go Jelly Donut. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, on this whole topic of, of being offended, and I was actually looking for this while I was making uh, a point earlier, and I, I hope you don't mind me just reading something quickly, and I'm not sure how all of you feel about Ricky Gervais, but what he said about offensive jokes is something that uh, I think about all the time, and um, I didn't want to just paraphrase. So he said this in an article um, about one of his television shows. They're talking about, um, you know, being offended and whatnot. This is back in 19. And he said this, I've always said just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Some people are offended by equality. We've seen that more and more in the past few years. I say you have to know the target of the joke, what the subject is. You can make jokes about race without being racist, and you can make jokes about the sexes without being sexist. And that has always resonated with me, and I've heard other comedians uh, repeat the same thing, and I think those are uh, words to remember. Thank you for listening to this episode of Project Podcast with Pixie. I want to invite you every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you have a podcast or want to start one, join the conversation. Follow me on Twitter, Pixie, at NextOnStage1.
See you soon, guys.